0: Make sure to check us out on Letterboxd for written reviews. For films that we've done not only on the podcast, but outside of the podcast too. Links in the description below.
1: Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. My name is Samuel.
0: And my name
1: is Jed. And this is a podcast where we talk extensively about a certain film and then decide whether it deserves a rewatch from you. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other place you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy some good movie memes, um, you can check us out on Instagram uh, at the Rewatch Pod, I believe is our Instagram account. Unless it's the Rewatch Podcast, which is I don't believe it is, um, at the Rewatch Pod. So we just got back from the movies, uh, we went to see Creed three, um, mm-hmm. Jen, how, how did you find it? How was your theater experience?
0: I mean, look, it's always really, um, enjoyable just sitting down and watching, you know, whether it's a Rocky or a Creed movie, um, you know, it's, it's going to be about 80, 90% of the time, you're going to get a really good movie or, mm. you know, just a good movie. Um, And I think just sort of general thoughts, um, we were both pretty pleased with what um, Michael B. Jordan did here. Um, We we definitely didn't leave the movie theater, um, you know, uh, angry or disappointed. Um, We had a really good time. And I think that's what these movies are about, is just sitting down and just hanging out with these characters.
1: Yes, the the entire franchise is a sort of feel good franchise. You know, it's mm. they're really good movies to watch. Um, they're very uplifting. They're very motivational, and they're usually a good time. Um, and and this one was no exception. Um, yeah. So obviously, this is a sequel to a sequel
0: mm-hmm.
1: of a sequel of a legacy sequel, right? Because we had. Obviously, the Rocky franchise has been going for quite a while. Uh, we've had Rocky one, two, three, four, five, and Rocky Balboa, and now Ryan Coogler sort of, you know, did the legacy sequel with Creed, and then we got Creed two, and now we're on to Creed three. So, Jaden, what's your story with this franchise? What's your relationship with the franchise? Because um, I know we we watched them recently. So what 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 are your thoughts on the entire franchise and how does Creed 3 sort of fit into that?
0: Yeah, so um, we first watched, uh, we, we did a bit of a, um, not a marathon, but we we watched all of the movies um, minus, you know, the ones we don't want to talk about um, <laughs> back in, I want to say it was about two years ago, or um, well, maybe a year and a half yeah. ago yeah so yeah um so we watched all of the movies um i i just fell in love with the original um rocky man um absolutely loved it that continued on with the second and third movies um didn't like the fourth as much um it still has a bit to offer in terms of you know um what happens with apollo i won't get into it because of spoilers but um And then I was sort of introduced to the Creed movies. I had watched Creed 2 in cinemas when it came out, um, but I didn't really remember too much of it. So watching it um, for a second time was kind of watching it for a first time for me. Mm -hmm. So we rewatched those movies, um, absolutely loved Creed 1. I think it's just as good as the original Rocky, if not better. Um, And then... You know, Creed 2's a great movie as well. I, I had some issues with it. Um, and then um Creed threes obviously just came out and I I had a great time with it. Um I feel like there's some things that could have been done better, which we'll get into. Um, but like I said before, it definitely didn't let me down. Mm.
1: Staying on the franchise as a whole, just for one second, what what do you think if somebody was to say why should I watch the Rocky movies? Why should I watch the Rocky universe movies, you know, with the Rocky films and the Creed films? What what stands out specifically um, about this franchise in particular?
0: Yeah, so I think uh, what really, you know, is an incentive to watch these movies is um, Stallone and um, some would argue now Michael B. Jordan. Um, I think what's also really important about these movies is that they – is that they tell very, um, valuable lessons hmm. and very, uh, what's the, what's the right word to use here? I think very important lessons hmm. and relevant lessons rather. Um, you know, I think each movie has something to offer and, you know, some might sit down and watch the movie and just say, Hey, that's just a boxing movie. But, um, I think if you really, really look into it, it, it offers a lot more than what's at the surface level. Um, but yeah, and I think we'll get into this conversation later on in the podcast. But it's just Stallone, man. Like Stallone's the heart of this franchise, and um, as some of you may or may not know, he he didn't um, he wasn't involved with this movie um, in terms of a casting uh, aspect, so he he didn't play a role in the movie. Um, he did produce it, however. But I think what's important about these movies is just is the lessons that they teach people. Absolutely. I think
1: if you look at the first few Rocky films, definitely themes of sort of self-perseverance mm-hmm. and resilience, determination, hard work. You know, Rocky himself as a character isn't born with a particularly favorable life circumstances, I guess you could say. And he's sort of, he's the underdog in life and he sort of has to, you know, face, face that, but also battle to get to achieve greatness, you know, to achieve success. And it's a success story. Somebody who is just hardworking, resilient and achieves the pinnacle of success in the sport that he, he loves. And that's a, yeah, that's a very inspirational story. Even if you don't care about boxing at all. I mean, myself personally, I've never watched a, you know, a proper boxing match Mm -hmm. apart from like seeing bits and bobs at like the Olympics and stuff. But, um, so I wouldn't consider myself like a boxing fan at all, but these movies, like I just love them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love them. And because it it trans like the, the themes themselves, transcend the sport yeah entirely sure. you know you, you often forget that a lot of people would just view this as oh it's just a boxing movie
0: mm.
1: no it, it's so much more than that they, they these films put so much work and effort into the characters especially the rocky films in that first creed film even the second creed film you know you think of the characters involved you spend a lot of time just learning about these characters and seeing what they're going through in their personal lives um, before you get to the whole sporting aspect, you know, with the fighting and and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we've gone through the Rocky films. We're both fans of the franchise, and so now we've arrived at Creed Three. Which would it would it be a sequel that you say you were you were anticipating that you were asking for after seeing Creed Two?
0: Um, I I wasn't let down by Creed Two. I think it was a bit of a dramatic drop-off from the first Creed. Um, but it didn't really damper my, you know, my excitedness or, or anticipation for Creed Three. Um, this one's been in the works for quite some time. I think you mentioned that the last one came out in 2018. So, you know, five years since. Um, and I think that's probably had something to do with my level of level of anticipation. Mm. I know a couple years back or a year and a half back when we watched these movies I was pretty excited for the third one. Um but you just sort of forget about these movies coming out man because there's there's so much coming out nowadays and so much stuff gets cancelled or put on hold. Um but you know when I sat back down in that movie theater and you know the the movie started again I, I was just sort of lost in in what these films offer again so
1: mm.
0: you know it, it just came all right back to you
1: yeah yeah okay so we'll do a bit of a plot synopsis for creed 3 um after dominating the boxing world adonis creed has been thriving in both his career and family life when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy damian anderson resurfaces after serving a long sentence in prison, he is eager to prove that he deserves his shot in the ring. The face-off between former friends is more than just a fight. To settle the score, Adonis must put his future on the line to battle Damien, a fighter who has nothing to lose. Quite a a lengthy synopsis there from our good friends over at Letterboxd. Um, The average rating is currently a 3.8, How does that sit with you?
0: Well, look, considering when you put up um, this movie to the other movies in the franchise, Creed is a 3.8 and Creed 2 is a 3.5. I think Creed is miles above this movie. So the fact that they're on the same sort of, you know, level here is just a bit off to me. And I think mainly... um, Michael B. Jordan sort of plays into that, and I think this being his debut film, a lot of people just sort of bump up the rating a bit. Um, mm. and that's not to take anything away from Michael B. Jordan's debut here, I think he did a fantastic job, but it's nowhere near what Kugler did on number one. Yeah, I think there's also considerations to be had
1: with regard to the timing. Of the release like the film has just come out and usually what you see is that films debut with a pretty high rating and mm-hmm. then it slowly sort of withers away with time um so you know i wouldn't be surprised if this movie drops down to maybe a 3.6 issue yeah. but yeah. um but yeah it is interesting that it's debuted pretty pretty far above where creed 2 was in terms of the average rating Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess only time will tell as to whether the average is above or below Creed 2. But, um, yeah, the, the consensus is a bit mixed with this one. I will admit, um, a lot of people saying that it's, it's very good, you know, a lot of four star reviews as per usual. Um, but then a lot of people are saying, you know, this may not be the worst movie in the franchise, in the Rocky franchise, but I, but I wanted, I wanted a bit more from it so yeah. it's going to be interesting to talk about some of the fine some of the finer details um, but yeah obviously our expectations going into this film we've we've had creed 2 I, I personally really like creed 2 and um, i know you don't hate it you quite enjoy it as well right yeah 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 so so we consider ourselves good fans of the franchise and particularly the last installment So, expectations were that, you know, I guess it remained the same quality going forward. Um, But there is a big caveat that comes with this movie in particular, and that's the fact that Sylvester Stallone is not actually in the film. Mm. Um, What did you make of that? Just from a non-spoiler perspective, just what did you make of his Non appearance in the
0: film and how did it affect it for you? Yeah, look, um, I said this to you when you know when we were sitting in the theater and when we left the theater, um, there's a huge Stallone um, shaped hole in the middle of this movie, man, and it's something that this movie really struggles to grapple with. Um, and I think, I think Stallone. Essentially, the whole, um, the whole Rocky Creed franchise pivots on Stallone, right? Mm. Like It's what the whole franchise is based on. And without that, it, it really just feels like any other boxing movie. Um, and and, it, and it, it really sucks because Stallone is such a central figure in this franchise. And um, even though you have um, great performances um, from Michael B. Jordan and particularly uh, um, Jonathan Majors in this film um, and even Tessa Thompson, it, 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 you still feel like you're missing something at the end of the day and, and that's always going to be Stallone. Um, mm-hmm. He could play such a minor role in the movie. Um, he sort of plays more of a minor role in Creed 2 than he does in the original Creed. Um, but even with such a small role, it just makes the movie what it is, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh absolutely.
1: I think Stallone, if you look at Creed One and Creed Two, the emotional moments of those movies have Stallone at the mm. centre. You know, either the emotional movies uh the, the emotional aspects of the movie are running through the character, like in particular, like for instance in the first Creed, obviously you have rocky battling his his own illness and that's a huge emotional you know drive Yeah. throughout the film and then in creed 2 you sort of have his history coming back to haunt him in a, a sense and so there's there's always these emotional moments in these films and and that's why they're so good it's because those emotional moments are at the heart of the film and you know those they're really given the respect that they deserve in the actual script Mm. and stallone's always there like he's always involved with those really gut-wrenching or inspirational or motivational parts of the films you know you think of the speeches that he gives um you know the the acts that he does to motivate adonis you know mm-hmm. the relationship and the banter and the chemistry between him and other characters. Yeah, he he really did. I mean, he got Oscar nominated for the first Creed
0: film. Did he? You know, Supporting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And I um, think that's well deserved. And I think the important part about you know having uh, you know, um, Stallone or or some other figure that appears from the earlier um, Rocky movies is that it 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 acts as sort of like a, a gateway to connect these movies. Absolutely. Um, and, and you just recognize that there's such like rich history there and such, you know, I mean, this, this franchise has been alive for how many years? I think the first one came out over 40,
1: 70s. 40 years, 50 years.
0: So just having Stallone there, man, it just sort of takes you back to those, to those days. And, mm. and, you, and you really recognize how long this franchise has been standing. And without that, and without Stallone, you just tend to forget um, yeah. what these movies represent.
1: Yeah, and I felt that a bit in this one. I won't lie. In terms mm. of, oh, remember, we're actually in the Rocky universe. Yeah. You know, Ivan Drago exists. Yep. And Apollo Creed exists. And that's how we got Adonis Creed. Right? This movie was... You know, to its pros and cons. You know, it was very focused on telling a individual story that was very isolated on Adonis's character, and mm-hmm. a lot of people will really enjoy that. But I think maybe the the hardcore Sylvester Stallone fans are uh, might might ha- might take issue. You know, it's going to be interesting to see um, what the what the discourse amongst the Rocky fandom is like about this movie. Yep. Um, Because, yeah, obviously the first film in the entire franchise to not have any Stallone involvement whatsoever. You know, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. So, Jaden, would you recommend this film to someone who hasn't seen it? And then maybe what would you say to somebody who hasn't watched any of the Rocky films?
0: Hmm, This is an interesting question. Um, From... I mean, if if you've watched all of the other Rocky movies, you're gonna watch this, right? Um, if if you if you liked Creed one and Creed two, I think you might um, find yourself enjoying this movie. Um, if you like the original Rocky movies, I feel like you'd enjoy this as well. Um, for someone that hasn't seen any of the Rocky movies or any of the Creed movies. Um, you, this isn't the place to start. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you that, but um, no, you need to start from the very, very beginning with Rocky and work your way through Skip uh, 4, 5, and 6. <laughs> Maybe watch 4 if you're feeling down for some uh, Russian versus American patriotism going <laughs> on there. Um, but no, if, if you haven't seen any of the other movies, um, Creed 3 is definitely not the place to start.
1: Right, right. So your Rocky watching guide is Rocky
0: 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Mm -hmm. and then Creed. Yeah, well, I I think as essentials, uh, Rocky 1, 2, and 3, Creed 1, and 2, Mm -hmm. you're pretty much going to be covered on all bases there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I
1: agree with that except you you might be a bit confused as to why rocky goes from a multi-millionaire in <laughs> rocky three to a guy living and working in a meat shop um yeah, in Crete. <laughs> yeah so um, you might have to look up what happened there as to the transition and why why he's no longer you know rich and famous <laughs> um that that's the only that's the only thing that that separates the other movies really like yeah you know, i've Uh, yeah i i wouldn't disagree with your watching guide there um the rocky films from one to three are exceptional um rocky four i'd like to see um stallone's cut of rocky four Mm -hmm. but um yeah rocky four is not as good as the other ones i've watched rocky five it was honestly bad like all of these films are good apart from that one yeah apart from that one that one is bad that one is bad (laughs) yeah. <laughs> so under no circumstances would i recommend anyone to watch that one in particular not be- not only just because it's a, a bad film but also because it is just boring and it doesn't connect to the universe It doesn't progress the world any further except for rocky losing all of his money at the start i believe mm-hmm. um, that's oh. the only significant thing that happens
0: I'm also just thinking now Rocky, Rocky four might be important for some context as to Creed two. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, may, maybe, look, I'm just going to premise it and just say, preface it rather, and just say that Creed four is not that good of a movie, Rocky but four. Rocky four, but it sets up um, Creed two. So maybe I'd recommend that as well. Um, just don't pay as much attention. (laughs) Maybe, maybe you could watch it on the side and do something else. And, um, Rocky Balboa was, I think, a
1: Rocky film that was released in the early 2000s. And a lot of people really liked that one. And I thought it was a return to form for the franchise, but entirely skippable in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, but you'll probably fall in love with this franchise as you progress through the instalments, so you for probably, sure. you'll probably be tempted to watch Rocky Five, and I assure you, please, for your own sake, <laughs> do not. <laughs> I remember you me saying that to me. If if you're really on a Rocky binge, um, just skip five, mm. and just remember that he loses all of his money, and then go straight into Balboa, Rocky Balboa. Yep. You know that's that's so essential. Film watching guide though is rocky one to four and then creed one to three yep um yeah but that's that's quite a lot of movies there so you you should be satisfied you know with the amount of stallone for sure yeah there's a lot to offer there um i want to ask you a question because you've been
0: throwing them at me um i know you've got a bit of a a, a template going on here but do we have the cast up next or yeah uh, yeah yeah we do yeah okay i want to ask you about the performances in this movie. Um, who was the standout um, and who surprised you the most? And, and it might be the case that those two are the same.
1: Mm, yeah, it is the case that those two are the same. Um, I feel like a lot of people are going to say this coming out of this film. Um, it almost mirrors the discourse that has been happening with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Mm-hmm. Um, people are just coming out of it saying Jonathan Majors was the best part. Um, the rest was okay. Um, you know, they're saying that for Creed three, obviously can't speak for Ant-Man. Um, but Jonathan Majors, he steals the show in this movie. Um, I don't know if that was Michael Jordan's intention, um, because he's obviously directing and starring, um, but Jonathan Majors delivers an exceptional performance here as a villain that's not one or two dimensional. You Know mm-hmm. he's he's multi faceted, he's, he's got interesting motivations, interesting backstory, and they spend a lot of time on that. And you, you spend a lot of time getting to know the character, and that really benefits um, the story and also Jonathan Major's performance, yeah, for sure. Yep, so um, yeah, he was he was the the surprise of the movie for me because I wasn't sort of buying into the whole Jonathan Major's hype like I saw him in Loki. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, didn't blow my mind um, like he did with some people, I suppose. Um, but he was really good in this and probably one of the better villains overall. I mean, obviously Apollo Creed will always be the best Rocky opponent, mm-hmm. but um, Jonathan Majors had very interesting, you know, a very interesting backstory and a good performance as well, because I think it would have been very easy for Jonathan Majors to just, do do what mr t did in rocky three you know just come out and just be this you know larger than life you know angry villain Mm. and thankfully the script in this case for creed 3 was more detailed and more nuanced with the villain Mm. and Jonathan Majors was really able to access that with his performance. I felt like it wasn't just a, I'm an angry boxing man and I've been dealt tough cards in life. So now I want to win the title. Yeah. There, there was a really interesting story there and there were some, some delicate aspects to his character. Mm, um, for sure. I felt Jonathan Majors portrayed really well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, li- likewise, I, I thought um, Jonathan Majors was definitely the standout in this i mean he just like you said steals the show and it's such like a powerhouse of a performance um he from scene to scene man like the guy is just he's such a beast if that's like the right way to put it um good presence very good presence and, and such like a mighty um i don't know there's just something about him that just carries power um and ashamedly i, I did watch ant-man quantum whatever um and i came out of that movie just saying like jonathan Ma- jo- jonathan made man he's just on the up rise like he's just he's just going nothing's stopping him um we have to watch out for this guy because he is going to make some sound in the film industry um yeah i just hope he doesn't get stuck in the mcu for too long yeah no man because we need him doing movies like this this is you know his bread and butter and this is what he deserves to be doing. You know, he doesn't deserve to be, you know, playing around with pawns in the MCU. Mm. Um, But yeah, such, such a powerful performance from Jonathan Majors that just, yeah, it just carries presence. Like you said.
1: Yeah. And a real, real empathetic aspect to his character. I felt particularly in the, maybe the first half of the film, you really empathize with him and he comes across as a really likable guy. And obviously he sort of turns the heel at at one stage. Um, But yeah, I I really liked him in that element. And then I was able to hate him for a bit. And then, you know, he was kind of almost, there was a bit of a redeeming aspect going on towards the end. And I was on board with that too. So I think he was fantastic. Didn't put a foot wrong let's yep. talk about the star of the show michael jordan um let's talk about him as an actor first and then we'll talk about his directing style because this is his debut film
0: mm-hmm.
1: what did, what did you make of his performance in this film contrasted with creed 2 and creed
0: 1 um look i obviously like I, I voiced my opinions about um creed 1 and 2 I absolutely adore Creed, uh, the original Creed. Um, and with Creed 2, I, I just remember feeling like um, Michael B. Jordan's performance was just, it just wasn't really doing it for me. There was something about it that, you know, um, the Victor, is it Victor Drago? Mm, if I recall yes. correctly. Yeah, yeah. Victor Drago's arc in that second movie is, there's something about it that's just really entertaining and that goes with Jonathan Majors in this movie as well and I I think I feel similarly in in the two movies that Michael B. Jordan's performance just sort of takes a back seat um and whether that's intentional a lot intentional or not to let these other um, actors shine um I guess we'll never really know but yeah, Michael B. Jordan's performance, it, it just wasn't as powerful as Jonathan Majors in this in this film. Mm. Um, and it's sad to say because, you know, he's the main star of the movie. But at the same time, I also really enjoyed this, the time that we shared with Jonathan Majors. And so I think it sort of balances out all right. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't as impressed as I was with his performance in Creed 1. I think that has a lot more depth to it. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I think Creed
1: 1 just had the writing for him, you know, in terms of the range of his character, the emotions, mm. uh, just played more into to his personal story. Whereas in Creed 2, yeah, there's a lot of focus on the villain. And similarly with this film, there's a lot of focus on the villain. Um, I think in Creed 2, though, it was really good to see him cause he gets absolutely demolished in the f- first part of that movie. And it's kind of like a road to recovery journey for him. Yeah. Um, not only physically, but also emotionally. And I think Michael Jordan was able to, you know, give a great performance through that. And that's what made the climax, you know, the final, final battle or final fight um, really entertaining. Cause you get to see his, his journey and see him struggle and then see him, you know, overcome that struggle um, but in this in this film you you don't really get the sense that anything's on the line for Michael Jordans for ODonna's Creed mm. you know there's no real threat to him he's retired he's living his life he's doing well he's very successful and then you know an old friend of his shows up and one thing leads to another and he has to have a fight again but there's no there's no tension as to whether he should fight or not and the dangers of fighting this person in particular whereas you definitely feel that in the second and that lends a bit to michael jordan's performance because everyone's around him saying are you stupid why why would you want to fight this russian dude who's like three times bigger than you yeah and then you have to put it on michael jordan to deliver the emotions you know whether it's you know the guilt or you know the past trauma you know, all of those emotions that he has to show or whether it's anger, you know, he has to, he has to show that. Whereas in this film, I felt like he was, he was very cool and very collected. Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, that's where the character is now. He's at the twilight of his his career. He's, he's got things sorted. Um, But yeah, that's, that's what I felt sort of missing from him
0: in particular. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, maybe it's the tension is that was missing here and, the uh, because because you, you kind of feel like the uh, the the final act comes, you know, too easy without really trying to spoil anything, um, and that, I think that's what made the original Creed so good is that he actually loses the final battle, mm. and it's something that we've never really seen um, in any of the, the Creed or Rocky movies, I think he actually wins, so in Rocky one. He loses Rock, and then he wins. Yeah, he, he loses. In, in the
1: first movie, all he has to do is get through the mm-hmm. the, the fight. Um, and by the way, spoilers for Rocky, I assume, um, <laughs> for those who haven't seen the film. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, in Rocky 1, he loses the fight to Apollo, but he doesn't get knocked out. He remains standing. He, he yep. goes the distance.
0: And what were you saying about Creed in terms of? Well, and well, in the original Creed, he actually loses, um, and, and that's how the the movie ends. Again, spoilers. Um, and and I think that's what makes the original Creed work so well is that you know you don't have to tell a good story, um, and and well, you don't have to have someone win to tell a good story. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more so the journey on how you arrive at that point. That's the important part. And I, and I feel like that's probably what this film was missing. The most is, is Michael B. Jordan's in a conflict, um, and, and the trials and tribulations that he faces along the way. It just sort of feels like it comes too easy. Um, and that's probably my, my major complaint with this movie alongside obviously Stallone's, um, you know not being in the movie yeah yeah his absence was was definitely felt it's interesting though
1: i felt like in terms of the visuals for this film michael b jordan was he was getting some very close-up shots a lot i don't know if you you noticed 100 percent notice that, noticed that. yeah he, he was very close on the face he was letting himself and jonathan majors really do some some acting which mm-hmm. you don't really see yet the the Creed and Rocky movies, most so of the Creed movies, they're kind of shot like a documentary, I saw somebody say. Yep. And and I see what you mean by that. Like, they're very standard, but that's because, like, they don't need flashy visuals because they're telling an honest character journey. Mm-hmm. Right? But this goes full in with the visuals. What did
0: you think of those? Um, I actually read a review prior to us, you know, um click and record on the podcast is that Michael B. Jordan sort of wanted to tap into um, anime a bit with this movie in terms of the visuals. Um, And, and, and you definitely do see um, Michael B. Jordan's um, personal taste sort of um, envelop the visuals of this movie. Um, He definitely goes out of his way to give it its unique flair. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's, there's a, Point sort of towards the end of the movie, where the final fight enters um, this sort of different. Um, h- how would you even describe it? This this different
1: atmosphere,
0: different, yeah, different dimension, like the light different go dimension, out. yeah, yeah. You know, it's like um, a vision
1: sort of thing, but it's it's like they've zoned out of everything. It's just them, and yeah, a black room
0: and I could see what he was doing there personally. It, it, it wasn't really for me. I I could kind of go without it, but, um, like you said, there's, um, there's some slow-mo shots in there. Um, there's just some really interesting shots that he puts into this movie that is a brave, um, Mm. way to go about it, especially on his directorial debut, uh, debut. Um, so, I definitely think you can't leave this movie saying that Michael B. Jordan played it safe because he definitely put his own flair on this film.
1: Mm, exactly, and
0: I I really appreciate that. You know, every
1: every frame of this film looks good. Yeah, you, know, you you can't say that. You know, a particular scene looked cheap or looked rushed or looked like it hadn't been thought out proper, like properly. You can really tell that that the detail went into this film like and it's very cinematic very cinematic like Creed 1 and Creed 2 as I said like they're very basic in terms of the shot composition like it's not anything special with the cameras because the characters are there at the center and the story are at the center so as long as you get those right and then you can do some cool like photography for the fights but you can't do anything too fancy because you want to make it look real right you want to make it look like it's you're watching a proper boxing match so where that's that's been changed for Creed 3 because Michael Jordan's come in and he wants to do these cinematic visuals he wants to capture the shadows on the sidewalk instead of just cap- capturing the person walking yeah um, he wants to capture their shadow and you know what does what does that imply and he wants to get the the, the close up on the eyes of the characters he mm-hmm. wants to, you know, in terms do all those cinematic things, get the ultra slow motion shots, you know, get the the really aggressive punches, which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, it did feel like at times, like maybe it was a bit too much flair, mm. you know, it was a bit odd. Like it was a bit, like it was almost taking me out of a bit, out of the film a bit because I was going, hmm, that's an interesting choice by it director michael b jordan there and suddenly suddenly i'm not in the mind of adonis creed i'm thinking about you know the real actor director michael b jordan um yeah so that's just something that i guess film
0: nerds have to deal with and i think Um, um my favorite thing about the the original rocky movie is is that it sort of feels like you're watching a stage play in a way where you have all these empty sets and you, mm-hmm. you have these really zoomed out shots where you, where Rocky's just walking on the street, just bouncing this ball <laughs> and, and something about it. It just feels so like just melancholic, but it, it, it's mm-hmm. so happy at the same time. And like you said, it, it's just a hangout movie. It's mm-hmm. just a feel good movie. Um, and, and it, it's not a bad thing, but the, the Creed movies have sort of, they've sort of, um, transitioned into this new age of cinema. We, we have to keep up with the, the trends and the, and the, uh, the new shots and, and stuff like that. And, and it's a smart move because I, f- I feel like a movie like Rocky wouldn't survive nowadays. It definitely wouldn't do well at the box office. So um, unfortunately these decisions have to be made, but um, I think it was brave of Michael B. Jordan, what he did here. He put his own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he certainly did that. So, I'll, and
1: one hundred percent, I would much rather go to see a director who puts all of their creative energy into a film and takes a bit of a risk mm-hmm. than somebody who just replicates what came before or and tries plays the best. safe. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, credit to him. Credit to him. And um, yeah, I'll certainly be checking out what he does next. I hope that he does something that's not a Creed movie
0: it looks you know like what it's what I mean. gonna be creed for
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but but i hope that he does eventually go off and do some other projects and sort of see what else he can do yeah i hope he, I hope he doesn't go into like a superman thing no no I, no I want him to i want him to do something creative you know yeah so yeah um what did you think of the sound and and you know the score of this movie because we're big fans of Ludwig Göransson's score for Creed One and Creed Two. So he's not in this; he, he didn't compose this film. Um, but but what did you think of the
0: music, nonetheless? Let me just pull this up, right? So I was I was looking on Letterbox and I was looking at who scored this movie.
1: Hmm. I
0: hear this, right? So the guy who scored this movie, his name is Joseph Shirley. His. Um, here's a lineup of movies that he's done include Jackass forever, <laughs> a movie called bad trip, which came out last year. Um, Jackass 4.5, obviously Creed three, uh, trolls holiday in harmony. Okay. The I've open house, which looks like a, a horror movie that did not do well at all. And the book of Boba Fett. Oh. Um, so
1: <laughs> I almost just choked on my water.
0: <laughs> how they chose this guy to score this movie is just completely beyond me. Uh, um, I mean, yikes. how do you, how do you look at this guy's like, um, catalog of, of yeah. movies that he's done and be like, yes, that's the guy that's going to do yeah. Creed three. Yeah, that resume should have gone in the bin. <laughs> I mean, that's outrageous, isn't it? Um, and when you compare it to someone like Ludwig Garnson, who obviously did, uh, the, the first Creed, um, did he do Creed 2 or was that?
1: Yeah, he certainly, I don't know whether he scored the whole thing, but he certainly did tracks for it.
0: Yeah, but, but you always have like multiple artists who contribute to these, to these songs. Um, I just felt like there was just a lack of, um rockyification in these movies if, if that's any way to <laughs> yeah, put it you know yeah, yeah. um obviously bill conti scored the original um i want to say like the original four films maybe um and there's just something about that gonna fly now that just hits every time and ludwig Göransson nailed that um that sound yeah, in, in he, the originals he,
1: he did compose the second one
0: yep so um yeah ludwig Göransson really came into that sound with creed one and two and I just felt like that was completely missing in Creed Three. Um, there are hints of it, but nowhere near as much as it should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I yeah, I did. I did like a
1: few like tunes, but they the tunes were kind of like just beats, you know. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, the person that did the cinematography for this film, oh god, no. also did the cinematography for Creed two. Oh, okay, so, so okay, that makes sense. Um, also did the cinematography for Thor: The Dark World. Wait, what? And Chef, the Jon Favreau movie, and hear this. Also, the movie The Darkest Minds from twenty eighteen, which in my opinion, where do i know that movie from in, in, in my opinion might be the single worst movie i have ever seen
0: what in is my that movie about
1: life it's the t- teenager superpower dystopian is that the classic. like x-men one yeah well oh, no I think, I think that that would be a bit offensive to the x-men <laughs> but it's the capacity. one about like the mutants right yes 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 oh, and geez. yeah it's <laughs> not good and um here's here's a Fun fact for you, they're also doing the cinematography for upcoming MCU film Captain America New World War. So you can look forward to that one whenever it comes out, 2024, supposedly. But, you know, if you believe that movie is coming out next year, I have news for you.
0: It's not. It's
1: There's absolutely no way. Um, Unless it comes out late, late next year, but it won't.
0: How do these people get these gigs, man? Like... (laughs) It's just completely outrageous.
1: Yeah, and it's it's weird because the cinematography in this is like very deliberate, but I, I'm not necessarily going to credit this cinematographer for it mm. because they also did the cinematography for Creed 2, And I can't think of uh, two two films from the same franchise that have such different cinematography.
0: Yep. Now you raise so, a very, very good point So,
1: so <laughs> it's obviously a change in direction. Mm-hmm. Um, which
0: I imagine comes from the director, yeah, um, Michael B. Jordan. So, yeah, well, I th- I think Michael B. Jordan lends a lot to the artistic direction of this movie. So maybe he had some involvement with the cinematography and.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, he would have been telling the cinematographer what to do, I imagine, and that's why we have such a different looking film. Yeah, you know, because if because the cinematographer didn't just roll up the set and do the same thing
0: he did on the previous movie, because it didn't look like the previous movie. So maybe it's just the case that the cinematographer was just hired because he knows how to work a camera, and he was a fairly cheap pick. Like, okay, and, he did, and he's done some boxing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this guy's done uh, for the Dark World. What's what's his salary? What does he want? Uh hundred k. Okay, we'll get him, and then we'll let Michael B. Jordan do all the artistic stuff. We just need a guy that knows how to yeah. press buttons and work yeah. a camera, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah just a name just a name to stick on the credits look i'm, I'm yeah. going to throw this out here before we proceed with anything else um should we maybe move on to spoilers sure sure okay so here's a spoiler warning if you haven't seen creed 3 um continue at your own risk so we're going to start talking about major plot details hmm. um but firstly what we're going to do is i just wanted to start off with the budget of this movie um Right, and We can have a bit of a chat oh, about it. This would be interesting. Okay, how much was this? So, I want you to take a, a guess first okay. as to okay. how much this okay. was. Okay. okay, well,
1: so every movie nowadays that comes out from Marvel is $200 million, mm-hmm. right? Now, considering this movie looks about 10 times better than a Marvel movie, I'm going to go ahead and guess that the budget for this film was $2 billion. It only it <laughs> makes
0: sense. <laughs> i mean aesthetically that that does make sense (laughs) so okay so
1: honest guess i'd probably say a hundred million
0: you're fairly close it's 75 um which i think is it's it it sort of makes sense you know how Um, does it compare to the previous films well here's the interesting thing it it goes up um quite a substantial amount each time the original creed was 35 million which is wow that would outrageous. have outrageous. that would have made some money i imagine um yeah it looks like it grossed just under 200 million or okay. i don't know somewhere around there yeah. um yeah
1: yeah that's very sad that's a, that's a good return if they paid you know if the budget was you
0: know break-even point was about 60 million dollars. yeah yeah absolutely The second Creed was 50 million, which um, Mm -hmm. grossed about the same amount of money. Right. And obviously Creed 3, 75 million. But it's it's when you start to look at, um, you know, budget numbers that you really start to think, hey, where's this money being lent to? Because obviously me personally, Creed 1 looks so much better. Um, So I think it's really just, it's just where... I think it the money just goes to the actors and, and salaries at this mm, point. Yeah. Because you've you've got returning cast members that obviously want more money um to be involved in the movie. Um and that's why um Creed three has a bigger budget than Creed one and two. But here's the interesting thing. How much money do you think Rocky was made on? Oh, <laughs> I mean, and it's
1: hard because you've got to take into account, like, inflation today. So, it's going to be, like, a ridiculously small number. Um, uh,
0: I want to say, like, l- less than a million dollars. You are correct in saying that. No. It was 960000 i'm I'm actually i'm doing pretty well on these guesses i will admit. (laughs) you are doing pretty well um but isn't that insane like that's that's incredible and that
1: would did that like rake in the money at the box office because that that would have been an instant classic
0: i imagine i mean i mean maybe it was a bit of a sleeper hit but let's see the budget so it's made 225 million which is oh Goodness me! It's completely outrageous. Like that, uh, Sylvester
1: Stallone became a very rich man <laughs> after that movie. I can imagine, but <laughs> I, I think that's his... the
0: box office. Like, yeah, oh,
1: no, but I over imagine time. like his salary for the next movie would have,
0: like, times by a hundred. <laughs> yeah, let's look at the Rocky Two budget, <laughs> Seven million. So they obviously yeah. they established that this yeah, this yeah. franchise is mm-hmm. worth something.
1: But but you see, you see, like seven million dollars to make rocky one or rocky two um why where's the money going that's what i'm saying because that because those movies use practical sets they use the stunt work they do you know there's the same amount of fights in those movies you know they go to to nice beaches they go to russia you know like they go to all these places and they're real places so there's no effects so like where is
0: the money going yeah and that's exactly what i'm saying like um and i think that continues that premise sort of continues into today like seven million dollars back then i think it's just been delegated to the cast Mm. um because those movies don't take a lot to make let's be real like it's just like one camera and you know just get some sets around town and i don't know yeah. put put together a boxing ring and you and you've got your movie and and i feel like that's why we've seen such a dramatic increase from creed 2 to creed 3 um is just because these cast members just need to be paid more money to return yeah like i wonder how much someone like Tessa
1: Thompson is asking for in terms of salary because her role in this film is very minor like she's not necessary you could have cut her out pretty much i mean you you would have had to work around a few things in particular she's kind of like a walking exposition machine because michael jordan can just sort of you know adonis creek and just voice his feelings to her but um yeah like her she she wasn't acting at all in this movie like this was a cakewalk for her and yeah. i can only imagine how much she would have been paid just because of like how she's in the marvel movies and all that yeah like, she, like like i guess Hollywood thinks she's a star
0: yeah exactly um and obviously you know um stallone isn't in this movie so what's going on there. Mm. Um, It's just interesting to break down these numbers and just look at where the money's been delegated. Mm. And for anyone that's interested in in yourself, um, the, the movie. So 1976 is when Rocky came out and it was obviously $960,000 to make that movie. It's Mm. valued at 5 million nowadays. So there's been a 425% increase in inflation. Yeah um but even then like that what that money brought in from the box office is just ridiculous yeah yeah and and it's it's so odd to me at the moment you know you look
1: at the hollywood climate the movies that are making the most money at the box office and the most profitable movies are low budget horror movies Mm -hmm. that find themselves you know whether it's through viral marketing or just by having a really odd premise they find themselves doing very well at the box office and they make like their budget back in the first weekend. Yep. You know, because they only make the movie for like $20 million and then opening weekend, $30 million opening. And then, you know, it goes to, you know, 25 mil, 10 mil, five mil, and then you've made some substantial money there. Um,
0: yeah. So exactly. yeah, I don't,
1: I don't realize, I don't, it, it seems to be a franchise trend, like as you progress through the franchise movies, you have to increase the budget as if like there's a moral obligation, like if you do another one, you've got to throw more money into it, but like that doesn't just because you put more money into it, it doesn't mean that it's the movie's going to attract more eyes necessarily mm. um, so it's just a very it's very odd what what is happening at the moment in terms of the economic climate at Hollywood because it's so clear that if you are careful with your budget and you get your budget as low as you can and you somehow work your way into the pop culture sphere like for instance Smile or you know even something like Cocaine Bear that was released (laughs) last weekend you know if you make a movie like that with 10 million dollars and then opening weekend it makes 30 million dollars then you've already made more money than Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Like, like that is just insane to me. It's just so insane when you put it like that. When you put it like that, yeah. You know, how do those executives at Marvel still have a job? Yeah. Because you know Elizabeth Banks, the the bloody Power Rangers 2017 movie villain, just directed <laughs> a movie with a CGI bear that eats some cocaine in the rainforest, and goes on a rampage and she just made more money than your 200 million dollar franchise movie about a marvel character
0: yeah well, well obviously we're, we're we're speaking um in terms of ratios here like it, it's not made as much money as ant-man um, well
1: i mean profit profit, made profit as much yes. profit
0: yes yes so um yeah but it's it's really the indie horror movies that are just killing the genre right now and, yeah. and if you look at the box office it's 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 also movies that are, are a return to old school um cinema that are doing really well i mean you've got avatar and you've got um top gun which just absolutely slayed the box office last yeah. year and, and that didn't have a budget of 200
1: million dollars actually i don't believe it was a like hundred and something i think but 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 it didn't you know it wasn't a 200 million dollar movie like they made it they made a movie about real fighter jets with real fire jets and, and it costs less than Paul Rudd in front of a green screen for two hours. Yeah. Like, I mean, that is just, just, it's insane to me. Insane. Yeah. Um But yeah, anyway, my, my point, my point is this movie, I think it's slated for around like a $38 million opening, Um which is like similar to Ant-Man. <laughs> and, um, and honestly, I think that, that if you had like increasing the budget was like a big mistake because the I don't think this will do as well as the other Creed films I think it's actually going to do worse so now you increase the budget so now you jeopardize you know the franchise
0: dying and and not getting another installment and maybe that's what we need but (laughs) um yeah look it's 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 a shame that Um, budgets come into play when determining um, whether we'll see another movie in the future Um, when it comes to the mcu maybe that's a positive bit (laughs) um yeah so What 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 did you like about
1: creed 3 let's try turn the conversation um around. yeah yeah um what stood out to you as the main positives that you took away from this from this film
0: yeah so we've already spoken about jonathan majors just being the the star of this movie um his performance was just magnificent uh, people definitely have to watch out for him um it, it's really hard to pinpoint anything else that i really enjoyed about this movie i, I think it was just a really decent movie the, there's definitely flaws there but they, they don't particularly take away from my experience um if I had to pinpoint something else, maybe it's the dynamic shared between, uh, Creed or I should say Adonis and, uh, Damien. I think their sort of brotherhood thing. Mm, Um, absolutely. That played into this sort of, uh, hatred for each other. And then they sort of came back around. Um, I think they, I think Michael B. Jordan, um, and Kugler, um, played that really well. Mm. And I think um, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors play very convincing sort of friends and, and, you know, they didn't have a lot of time to to build up this relationship, but it it just feels natural, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, To add, I guess, something I really enjoyed
1: was um, the actual fighting itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I feel like, you know when there's so much fast fighting you know punches being thrown you you can't really keep up with what's going on um and sometimes that can just get a bit confusing to to the viewer and so i liked how in this movie right from the get-go there was a lot of sort of slow-mo and deliberate camera work to establish like what adonis creed is trying to do like you know whereabouts he's trying to punch the, the guy, yeah. That was interesting, would, wasn't to it? To make him fall, yeah, yeah. That was good at the start, and then there was a lot of like, there was one moment where like I i let out some sort of like cheer. Well, I said, I was like, Whoa, um, it was like during the final fight, I believe. And Adonis Creed just like throws this right punch out of mm. nowhere, and it's just like because usually, like, you know. He, he's b- bumping up and down and he's doing his, his jabs and he'll go like jab, jab. And then he'll throw like, a, you know, like a money shot, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a huge hook or whatever. And um, this time he just like went straight for it and just, just like threw <laughs> the right hand and hit Jonathan Majors like right in the face. And I was like, yes, that was great. Like, <laughs> like and so I, I really felt that the power of the shots, like the power of the, the jabs and the punches it was like like felt like i could feel the power behind them
0: mm-hmm. and i
1: think that comes back to sort of the anime inspiration yeah um you know the the fighting was very cinematic and i liked that um however you know to caveat that i would say that you know if you look at something like the creed 2 fight where he's facing ivan drago he's getting an absolute beat down by victor. ivan drago oh yes yeah oh, sorry victor drago um, you really feel that Adonis Creed's being threatened here. Like he could mm. potentially get very badly injured. Yep. And I never felt that at all in this film. I always felt that um, Creed was very calm and collected and he knew what to do. Yep. And, you know, maybe maybe that's where he's at in his career, as I said earlier, but it takes out that tension from the fight. You know, I was kind of just sitting back interested to see what was going to happen. Um, I wasn't like on the edge of my seat like I was for Creed 2 and Creed 1.
0: Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I definitely felt that too. There was there was just something missing about it and it's, it's hard to pinpoint what, but I think if you've seen the original Creed 1 and 2 and then you watch Creed 3, you'll definitely feel the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um
1: into I guess some nitpicks or negatives or whatever um I think that uh, there are a few subplots that were a bit weaker than in previous films like there's always the emotional subplot like someone's always at risk of dying you know <laughs> that is connected to Creed or connected to Rocky yeah. um, there's always some sort of emotional pull and in this film it is Creed's like adopted mum um, mm. I guess it's his stepmama, I, I guess, but so it's Apollo's wife. Because um, Creed was like the son of, um, I don't know, some some random that Apollo hooked up with. <laughs> what a legend! <laughs> and um, so. So, so she she has a stroke and as soon as I heard that she had a stroke I'm like okay yeah, yeah she's this gonna chick- this <laughs> this chick's not gonna make it through the movie <laughs> she's gonna die before the final fight and of course that's exactly what happens yeah and so it's kind of a shame that you can kind of spot like the formula yeah with these films now but you know we're up to like the eighth film in the franchise so you
0: know, it's, it's and very, uh, and I think that's another nitpick about these films is that there's just a level of predictability right like um there were several events that happened throughout this film um there was another point in the film where um this i guess you can call him some sort of a goon um he takes out um the the fighter that we thought was gonna um well we knew he was gonna sort of exit the film somehow but um you know, the, the film was setting up for this guy to be one of the main events and, um, and this goon sort of breaks into this, uh, show or this, um, label party or whatever it was. And, and he takes out, um, this guy and he, and he hits his arm. And, and from that point I was like, yeah, um, Jonathan Majors has paid off this guy to do this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just clearly obvious, like, Otherwise, what else is this guy there for? Like, he's not just hitting this random dude for no reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, in and, yeah and I think that's an issue with these movies is that there's a, there's a level of predictability. And I think that's what hit me so hard about Creed 1 is that I didn't expect him to lose at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's the first film in the franchise um, and it's a bold move that they did for him to lose. And, and that's what I love about Creed 1 so much. Um, I could go on about that movie all day. But um, I think another nitpick about these films is that um, they're just running out of content. And I told you this um, on the way home from the theatre. There's only so much that these movies can do now. It feels like they've sort of expended all of their cards. Mm -hmm. Um, And what they're going to do in Creed 4 if that movie ends up getting made? (laughs) Anyone's guess. Like, I mean, I think your guess was that... um, jonathan majors and uh michael b jordan are going to team up and have a bit of a a polo rocky moment which i'm all down for um but are they just going to get another random villain yeah like
1: you can only fight one person at a time like there's no 2v2 boxing match yeah exactly (laughs) as, as entertaining as that would be um yeah so i i don't know where it goes from here um another thing that I thought wasn't as interesting as uh, uh, I don't know as I guess some subplots in the previous films are. Is that we have Adonis's daughter now, mm-hmm. um, who's clearly being like prepped to be like a fighter when she gets older. Yep. And but um, the for some reason the plotline just didn't work for me. Like I didn't I didn't feel it as much as I think Michael B Jordan wanted me to feel it. Um, we think like the final scene of this movie is them sort of having like this family moment in the boxing ring. And I just felt nothing during, mm. that, yep. during that thing. And, and usually at the end of these movies, like you think of the end of Rocky 1, the end of Rocky 2, Rocky 3, um, the end of Creed, the end of Creed 2. Like you're feeling such huge emotions, um, you know, at the end of these fights, at the end of the film. And I just didn't feel that here, unfortunately.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's that's maybe another issue with these these movies is that um, Stallone plays such a significant part in terms of the emotional aspect of these films, um, and his absence it just really damages that um, aspect of these films. Hmm
1: yeah yeah it is a shame i mean i'm i enjoyed this film you know i yeah. enjoyed it very much i was entertained and um i had a good time were you not entertained <laughs> it's that it's a, a, line a line from, from gladiator story. yeah <laughs> so yeah i i was entertained and but am i going to come back to this one i mean geez i have all of them on blu-ray <laughs> i'm obligated <offended. laughs> wait do you have creed 1 and 2 yeah i have i have creed 1 and 2 on blu-ray yeah
0: oh damn Um, you're gonna have to get creed 3 then
1: (laughs) yeah i think yeah i might have to might have to um but yeah it's weird because i came out of creed 2 like i saw creed 2 in the theaters after watching all the rocky movies and i thought it was like the greatest movie of all time i was like this is my favorite movie at the moment Mm-hmm. This is the best movie. I was telling everyone, you got to go see Creed 2. It's the best movie of all time. And <laughs> You're I, selling like, the movie. I, I was selling. I was walking out of the movie, selling it to others. But that's that's the effect that positive word of mouth has, you know? Yeah. You know, like, for instance, like when, when you came, came out of Ant-Man and I asked you how it was and you said it was atrocious, I said, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to go see it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you, you already weren't going to see it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you see, if you came out of that movie and said, you know what, the movie was average, but I think you should go see it because of this, I might have gone see it, gone see it you know? So, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so that's just the effect. But but I really liked Creed 2. Like, I really liked Creed 2. I love Creed 1. I love all the Rocky films except for number 5. So, yeah, um, yeah I I wouldn't say I, I disliked it, but, um, yeah, something something wasn't there for me, you know? And mm-hmm. it's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah
0: yeah um and just to sort of end are we, are we at the end of the podcast yeah or?
1: yeah yeah i'm I, I nothing else is jumping out to me at this stage
0: yeah so it, it sounds like um the sequel obviously creed 4 has been confirmed um apparently michael b jordan
1: sure? are we sure about that 100
0: well, percent. apparently michael b jordan was approached at ign um fan fest whatever that is mm. um and he said that creed 4 is for sure that he just wants to expand the creed verse within reason um he said definitely expect other things around creed for sure oh oh, really like we're gonna get like spin-offs and
1: stuff and disney plus shows and (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that's what he
0: means but um well did he say expand the creed the creed verse within reason i think he means like he, he probably wants to tap into um something with his daughter and and stuff like that there's no way they're making a tv show like um, maybe maybe this will be taken out of context with you know (laughs) two years down the road tv show um but look i'm saying it now there's probably not going to be a tv show yeah i I mean there isn't yeah it would
1: be such a departure
0: from but then again
1: you know those are the times we live in now you know it's just all content right i don't Mm. want to see that happen to this franchise and you know maybe that's why stallone left the project maybe that's that's what they're setting up and he's like no i'm good
0: (laughs) If so good on him he's like oh i don't like disney plus (laughs) (laughs) even though he's like in all these marvel movies yeah yeah he's in all the guardians movies i'm pretty sure he's in guardians 3 he's in the suicide squad as the king shark (laughs) oh that's funny um did we have any specific picks for the rewatch playlist oh no i i hadn't hadn't given it thought to be honest um well let's just let our viewers know um we have a playlist on spotify um called the rewatch playlist you can just search it up um i think there's also links thrown around maybe we'll put one in the description um that playlist is essentially um a minimum of one maximum of two songs from the film that we enjoyed and we thought were the best. Um, and that goes from, uh, season one episode one all the way up to whatever we're on now, season three episode eight or whatever. Um, so there's a good mix of songs in there that we, uh, think you'd enjoy if you took um time to have a listen.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, the playlist is great. Like some of the movies we've, we've gone through i mean there's a there's quite a good range of moving movie music there
0: yeah i mean so, you've got like toy story all the way through to a like joker or the night house like yeah it's, it's such a wide variety mm-hmm.
1: yes expand your music palette with the rewatch playlist <laughs> um
0: oh, but that's yeah. the, uh, but preface in,
1: in in terms of songs going into it um any any standouts to, for you in
0: particular? I mean, I know you mentioned that you quite liked the uh, the first song, which was a mm. sort of just like a I don't know hood beat. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got to get cancelled for <laughs> <to> saying that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. He- <laughs> heard
1: a few n words in, in the song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you will not find us rapping it, um, but yeah, Yeah. Uh, we uh We do not support Kanye. Uh, we might listen to his music. <laughs> um,
1: yes, I also like the TV show House of Cards, but that does not mean that I enjoy child molestery.
0: <laughs> okay, we're like on our final cards here, man. Like we're, we're <laughs> oh, we've said so much outrageous stuff over the years. How we're cancelled. How we haven't been cancelled is beyond me. Um, but yeah, take a listen if you if you think you would enjoy that sort of stuff. Um, links in the description. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I guess we might might chuck in that song. I'll definitely
1: have a listen to the playlist because I do like the creative music. Yeah. Um, so I'll listen to some of the
0: tracks again. Um, yeah. By the time this comes out, we'll we'll probably have two picks. Um, at minimum, at least one pick that we'll put on there. For sure. For sure,
1: yeah. Um, I guess we proceed to final final ranking then, or unless you have any final thoughts? Uh, now we can go to final ranking. You know, what, what are you thinking in terms of a tier, tier score for this one? Movie maybe, maybe rankings become a bit redundant nowadays, don't they? Um, well, I mean, it, it's tough for us because we haven't, we haven't spoken about the previous Rocky movies on... The podcast so we haven't done a tier score for those right yeah yeah so we get us an, an a, st- a, a a b c
0: score yeah, yeah just to give if, if this is your first time listening to the podcast just to give the viewers some sort of background as to what we do um so our ranking goes from a to f um with plus and minus variations from a to d uh so um just for some context i gave the original rocky And the original creed a's um and creed 2 a b i think um and i think you'd probably agree um on creed and um rocky or or maybe you'd be an a plus you'd be hovering around there somewhere um i'm assuming oh yeah i mean rocky one rocky two a plus
1: absolutely yep rocky three i'd probably go a minus Mm-hmm. Um, rocky four maybe like a c minus yep um or maybe a c um rocky five i'd go <laughs> f <laughs> rocky balboa i'd probably go like a b maybe even a b plus
0: damn maybe i need to watch rocky balboa um, man
1: yeah it's it's not bad it's it's quite good um sylvester stallone gives a good performance in that one mm. and you can he really puts his heart and soul into that one um, cause it was kind of like he wanted to do a proper finale to the franchise. Yep. Um, he didn't want to end it on Rocky five. <laughs> um, so, and then Creed, I would go a plus the first one, a plus easy Creed yep. two. I maybe go like a minus B plus sort mm-hmm. of range. Yeah. For this one, I'm thinking maybe B minus or a C plus like in between there. Like yeah. Kind of struggling. Yep. Um, I'll go C plus for now. It'll just be like on the reserve side of things um so it probably equates to maybe like a three star
0: It's a three star yeah, yeah.
1: you know somewhere around there you know yeah that, that's interesting i would have thought you'd go a bit higher than that um, yeah i mean maybe i put it above rocky 4 IV. i i've already lost track of the ratings so i just get
0: <laughs> i mean there's so many movies isn't there yeah. I mean, let's just hope that big. this look you go look let's be clear
1: i enjoyed this film and it mm. is not the worst in the franchise, and I appreciate that, that. That this film, it it kind of only ignores the fact that it's a Rocky movie mm. franchise film. Like it only ignores that; it doesn't yeah. disrespect it. And For sure, and that's important to state. Yes, yeah. absolutely, and because a lot of films nowadays are offensively bad yeah. because they're bad films, but then they also disrespect the previous film or disrespect the law or the source material in some way this film does not do that it only just tries to be independent and do Mm -hmm. a new thing but in doing so it loses the charm and vibe of the franchise films so that's their fault but i'm at least i'm glad that they gave me something new and Mm. not something new and disrespectful
0: yes and that's 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 very important to say um yeah i think um, on yeah. go ahead i was just gonna say like
1: nowadays like most movies that come out are like a d so like <laughs> just just getting above like a, a pass grade in That's this good in this in this hollywood economy like getting above a pass is pretty incredible
0: yeah yeah no for sure um and and i think what's important to state here is that these movies continue to turn out good installments right mm. like um How many movies have there been? There's eight. Eight. This might be the ninth, actually. Actually,
1: yeah, ninth, yeah.
0: Um, and what we've really only had like one—that's the amount of Star Wars films we've had. Yeah, and think about how many Star Wars misses we've had. At least (sighs) most of them. Most of them are misses, to be (laughs) honest, at this stage. Um, yeah, but no, it's important to state that. Um. Michael B. Jordan did something different here. I think it's uh, a decent directorial debut. I'm actually, personally, I'm pretty excited for what he's gonna offer in number four, because I think um, he's, he's now um, realized what it is to direct a movie and what it takes. Hmm. And I think um, he can just pour everything into number four. And if he really hones down and develops a, a, a great script, um i think that might have potential to be uh on par with creed or or, you know just under it um so i definitely don't think this stamp this franchise has run out of steam yet um i think we've got at least one more in it um and then maybe just call it quits after that
1: (laughs) yeah i'd I'd like to see michael b jordan um write the next one as well maybe write it with ryan kugler because i You know, I'd much rather the director write the film as well. Like, It seems like a big problem with the very big budget movies nowadays is that some random TV writer who wrote (laughs) a terrible project from 2005 (laughs) gets given the opportunity to write (laughs) Avengers Kang Dynasty or whatever, and then some... Then they just pluck a different director to come in and direct that script.
0: I mean, don't they? Don't they have the Ant Man writers or Ant Man Quantum Mania writers? Uh, excuse me, Ant Man Quantum whatever writers doing Kang <laughs> Dynasty? Have you heard that? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's. Um, gonna yeah, be but, so and then, good. But, and then, like the creator of like Loki and Multiverse of Madness is doing Secret Wars or something like. <laughs> <yours>. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I'm, I I feel like apologizing to our viewers. Like every podcast comes back to the MCU. Oh, like.
0: but I think these people listen to us because we bash on the MCU. <laughs> like if you're if you're here after an hour and twenty minutes, you're listening to us destroy the MCU because you enjoy it. Um, <laughs> That's revenge. Yeah. Um, look, in in terms of a a, a score rating, um, B minus. I'm I'm sort of around where you are. C plus B minus. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's an alright movie. It, it, I had a great time enjoying yeah, it's it. It's a fun time um, at the
1: cinema. I'd recommend that people go and see it if they've seen the previous Creed films. It yeah. it always
0: this whenever we get to the star rating or letter rating, it always reminds me um about our Godzilla Versa. God. <laughs> <laughs> Did we give that something completely outrageous? I think you gave it like a plot. <laughs> really really no. yeah you talk about something i gotta look this up right <laughs> yeah i mean just as the final wrap-up was so I'm searches what he uh gave uh <laughs> 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 surely not surely i didn't do um, this <laughs> 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 it's like it's like this is like the hangover you know when you wake up and you're like oh what have i, what have I done <laughs> <laughs> i think it's on our uh, I think it's yeah. on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, but look, I think this movie, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Just, made... I'm just scrolling through all the champion <laughs> <gun themes. laughs> Michael B. Jordan. He he gave it a good crack. Um, I think the, the final fight scene was done really well. Jonathan Majors was awesome, man. I, I'd like to see more about it, out of him if, if this con- franchise continues that way. Um, have you found it yet? <laughs> I'm still scrolling. <laughs> How many posts have we done? Okay,
1: okay. So, <laughs> well, while we're on the topic of embarrassing past reviews, let's remind you that you gave Black Widow a C minus. Oh my! God. And by the way, that's the same ranking that you gave the Amazing Spider-Man too. So, you can, <laughs> yeah, that's
0: valid though. Uh, oh, maybe not actually. <laughs> Can't believe I gave Wally a B. Anyway, um, that's outrageous. Yeah, I gave army of the take a B. You're just like slowly losing viewers like they're just all tuning out now.
1: Oh, I, now my Instagram's not loading, so it's... You're going to have to make me get it up. I'll be able to find it. This is so funny. At least I gave the Lego movie an A+. plus. I don't regret that one. Oh, that's an incredible movie. If anyone and, hasn't seen the Lego movie... <laughs> so I gave black widow a d okay no we both gave godzilla vs kong a plus. okay so <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe i'm a. so that's not as bad else. as we
1: thought that's not as bad as we thought yeah um i yeah, can live with that things could be worse things could be worse. but i know you went out of that yeah. movie saying oh, that was like an a <laughs> okay. okay here's something here's something for you so i gave pirates of the caribbean the Curse of the black pearl a
0: b I gave <laughs> you gave what? I gave Soul the Pixar movie a B plus. No, you... no, you didn't, right? <laughs> yes, did. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did.
1: But you can't hold it against me because it was like our fourth episode or something. So that is. Actually, no, it wasn't. We did a few episodes before. Yeah, that. no,
0: you can't get away with that. That is, that is a so oh horrendous title. I, I gave, I gave a Holmes a Oh. <laughs> you gave Pirates of the Caribbean the same as Nola Holmes. <laughs> are you a crack, bro? What? And the devil. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. <laughs> Maybe we need to go back and amend to these, uh, ratings, because some of these takes are just completely, like, <laughs> just, I give that a bit
1: i only i gave tron legacy a b minus
0: <laughs> that movie is terrible i think we've got a new tron movie coming out don't we yeah we forgot that movie coming out like the past 10 years <laughs> that movie's never coming out radio right,
1: yeah. should we uh, wrap up yeah we might as well before we embarrass ourselves any further with these rewatch ratings right um <laughs> Yeah, that's, I, oh,
0: I gave, you, you gave Solo a B. <laughs> that's I stand by that. Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty bad move. I'm going to clip this excerpt from the
1: podcast and put it on Instagram. Because it's
0: too funny.
1: It's too funny
0: oh goodness me
1: anyway make sure you subscribe to us on instagram at the relaunch pod because we've been posting some dank memes and they are very funny yeah um as far as i'm concerned anyway so um check us out on instagram there some good stuff on there
0: yep All Bye. Right.
1: For now. Well, yeah well let's leave it there for today we'll see you next time see you. hope you enjoyed that bye bye